Welcome to Hope for the Day with Hope Church Birmingham. We're a new life-giving community in the greater Birmingham Hoover area looking for people to find hope in Jesus and to bring that hope to a world in need. I'm Adam and I'm the lead pastor and I'm going to be walking us through a series titled, What Did Jesus Say? Have you ever found it hard to recognize God's voice or presence in your life? It seems that each day the noise of the world around me, I know, and us gets louder and louder. Whether it's busyness of work, chaos of family, or just plain noise that we've allowed in our life. I think, I think many times we run into situations or circumstances that, that could have turned out differently if we just simply turned to Jesus or re- simply just recognize that he was speaking to us. I know to me, in my life, I just feel like sometimes life can just be so, so chaotic or so loud. So today, we're going to look at a passage in John chapter 5, where I see Jesus encountering a man who had been waiting, who had maybe not even been looking, who had been looking for something, but may have been looking in the wrong place. And life was loud. Life had passed him by. But when he encountered Jesus, his life was forever changed. And I believe that same truth and that same thought can apply to us today. So we're going to look at John chapter 5, starting in verse 2. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep's gate a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda, which has five Ruth colonnades. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I'm going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, take your bed, and walk. And at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, and it is not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he answered them, The man who healed me, that man said to me, Take up your bed and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn, as there was a crowd in the place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. And this was why the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. Verse 17. But Jesus answered them, My father is working until now, and I am working. So let's break this down here. Jesus is in Jerusalem for a feast. We're not sure which one, but he encounters at the pool of Bethesda where people would gather for healing. He encounters a man there. They believed at this pool that when the water stirred or bubbled up, that there would be healing properties. So Jesus encounters this man who had been an invalid for 38 years. And Jesus says, do you want to be healed? I want to pause and take note first. There were a bunch of needy people there, yet none of them looked to Jesus. Does that make sense? These people were there looking at the pool, waiting at the pool, but none of them looked at Jesus. A blindness, I believe, had come over these people at the pool. There they were, and there was Jesus Christ who could heal them, but not a single one of them looked to him. 
Not a single one of them saw him. Their eyes were fixed on the water, expecting it to be troubled. (laughs) They were so taken up in their own way that the true way was missed. The true way was neglected. Do not neglect. Let me tell you this again. Do not neglect the voice and presence of Jesus in your life. The truth is these people thought they were doing the right thing. They had heard that you could get healing at this pool. They were waiting, but they, that's the, that was the key word. They were waiting instead of looking. I have to ask us today, do we miss Jesus because we're waiting for something to happen when Jesus is actually present and he's like, look, child, I'm here. You don't have to wait anymore. But I think sometimes we actually get comfortable in waiting. I think we'll take on the weight of waiting. We'll go, oh, I'm waiting. Oh, I'm in the season of waiting. Yes, brother, (laughs) I'm in a season of waiting and it's not easy, but I'm sowing seeds, expecting the fruit and the harvest one day. Bless God. But I think sometimes we wait and we miss out on actually looking and encountering Jesus. Some wait for a more convenient season. Some wait for dreams or visions to slap them in the face. I think some wait for signs and wonders. I think some wait for this great, compelling emotion. Some are waiting for revival. Some are waiting for an emotion. Or some are waiting for a celebrity or a celebrity pastor to say this quotable scripture for them to finally do something. But I believe Jesus is wanting us to look at him and not just wait for life to happen to us, not just wait for the noise of the world to tell us what to do. But instead he's saying, don't wait, look for me, encounter me and do what I'm asking you to do. Listen to my voice and be different. Jesus asked him if he wanted to be healed and the man, the invalid responded, I have no one to do it. Isn't that crazy? Jesus is there in front of him and he says, do you want healing? He goes, well, I got no one here. Has Jesus ever asked us to do something or asked us for something we want and we return that answer with an excuse? I hope not, or I hope we don't do it anymore because when we recognize the healing presence of Jesus, I believe we will find healing. We simply need to look and to listen for his voice. I think sometimes we expect Jesus to scream his guidance or his words at us like, hey, you, hey, you, go break up with this person or go call this person right now. And sometimes he may scream at us, but many times he's just there with us and he's just available and he's just present and he's many times just whispering. Um, Hosea uh, in chapter five in verse 12 we see that he's addressing Israel and he says many times God speaks like a moth. But then he goes on and says, but when we don't respond to his voice of like a moth, he encounters, we encounter him speaking and responding like a lion. And I think you go, oh, I would like a lion Jesus, but real. Okay. Imagine this. Imagine you were looking for something and you opened your closet door and a moth fell down in front of you. You would notice it, right? It'd be simple. You might be startled a little bit, but you would notice if you opened your closet and a lion jumped at you, you would be, how would you react? I think many times we we miss the voice and the presence of Jesus because he is like a moth. Many times he is in the whisper. He is saying, I'm here, but look for me and listen to me. So I want to encourage us today in this busy season, this busy holiday season, let's look for ways to recognize his voice and his presence. 
Because when we ignore the gentle guiding of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, I believe we're growing insensitive to his presence. And that is, if we grow insensitive to the presence of Jesus, we will miss out on the power that comes from bringing this presence. We'll miss out on the healing that comes from bringing his presence. Think about this. Look at the setting in the passage we just read. There were many people there, but only one person had healing. Only one person truly encountered Jesus. Don't miss Jesus. Don't miss out on your healing moment. Don't miss out on the moment you've been asking and praying and believing for because we overlook that Jesus is right there, ready to act, but we're waiting on what some other thing that we think how it'll come and how it'll be answered. My hope is that we will look and listen for the voice of Jesus so much that we become sensitive to his words and his presence. John 10, 4, Jesus says that his sheep know him and they follow him because they know his voice. One time I recently, I actually read a, a, a story or really a, an encounter or an old banker recounting something. And an old banker was talking about how easy it is for him to recognize counterfeit money. He said at first it took him a little studying. He said, but at this stage of his career, right before he retired, he said he could recognize a counterfeit bill without even looking at it. He could simply just recognize it by its feeling. He knew the feel of an authentic bill because he had spent day after day, year after year, working and shuffling with different bills and different things and touching them and moving them. And he knew when a counterfeit come across, when it did not feel like an authentic bill. I tell you that because I believe we can become so familiar with the voice of God that we immediately recognize it as what it is in its authenticity and the power and the presence of it. And I believe we can become so familiar with it that we also immediately recognize the counterfeit voice of Satan when we hear it. What's the counterfeit voice of Satan? It's it's condemning. It's it's shameful. It's lies. It attacks her identity. That's the voice of Satan. If you're here today and you feel like some, you're not good enough or you feel like you're walking in shame or you're walking in condemnation or you're walking in some, your identity being attacked, let me stop you and say, Is have you been listening to the voice of Satan? Stop if you have been and recognize for what it is and say, wait a second. I know who God's called me to be. I know that I don't have to walk in this anymore, but I can walk in forgiveness. I can walk in healing. Today, be encouraged. Don't get stuck waiting where you quit looking for Jesus. So here's some application time, if you will. One, look for Jesus. How do you look for Jesus? Get in the Bible. Simply get in his word. Look in the gospel. Look in the book of John. Read through these See what his voice sounds like. See the things he says. I think many times people misquote Jesus because they don't actually know what he said. Get in the Word. Start a Bible plan on version or something simple, whether it's just a passage of Scripture a day. Whatever it is, find a way to get in his Word. And then another way we can look for Jesus is ask him to meet you during your day. Just pray. Say, Jesus, I want to look for you. I want to see you at my work. What do I mean by that? I don't mean actually see a physical culmination of Jesus, but meaning I want to see him at work or see what he's doing in my life. Ask him to meet you throughout your day. The second thing, listen to Jesus. How do we listen to Jesus? How about we start by turning down the noise of life? 
Do we give Jesus room to speak in our life? Do we give Jesus room to heal in our life? If we don't give him any voice, we can't have any of this act. We don't we can't expect things to be different. Many times we have the volume knob of our of everything else so loud and Jesus at such a low level that we miss it because Yes, he is speaking calmly and quietly to us, but we've got everything else turned up so much that we miss out on his voice. Turn down life. Make time for Jesus. Put away the news radio. Put away podcasts if you need to that are just talking about gossip or celebrity stuff. Whatever it is, make time. Maybe pause the Netflix episode and just pray. Don't make excuses also. So if we're listening to Jesus, don't make excuses when he asks something of you. When Jesus asked the man, the invalid, he said, do you want healing? He goes, yeah, but I got nobody to do it. When Jesus asks you something, listen to him and respond appropriately. Listen, guys, today is the day for change. Second Corinthians 6, Paul wrote, today is the day for salvation. I believe that. Today's the day that things can be different. You don't have to wait. You can actively look. You can't do anything about your past, but let me encourage you. You can rewrite the rest of your life by looking and listening to Jesus. And I believe when you do these things, your life will be changed, but also others' lives will be changed. What happened? We saw at the end of that passage, the man was healed. And then at the end, when he finally recognized who Jesus was, he he tells people about him. He says that the man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. Yeah, it ended up to Jesus getting persecuted, but that's besides the point. This man's life was forever changed, and as a result, he was able to tell people the news of Jesus. He became a multiplier. He became different because of an encounter with Jesus, and I believe that same thing can happen to us today. So let's do that. Let's let's no longer just be comf- comfortable or content waiting. Let's look for Jesus, and let's listen to Jesus and see what happens. Well, I hope you're encouraged, friends, with this hope for today. If you have any questions or you want to get connected a little more, feel free to visit us at hopechurchbhm.com slash connect. Like I said, we're a church looking for people to find hope in Jesus. And I pray that through these little nuggets or these little 10 to 15 minute podcasts, you will find hope and you'll take this hope to a world who is in need and you'll multiply and make followers of Jesus. Know that we're praying for you. And maybe you're here today and you say, hey, I want to support Hope Church. You can do so at hopechurchbhm.com slash give. Thank you, friends. We'll see you next week.